And uh, we begin as follows. We see a contradiction in the Shita Rebbe Yehuda, which we mentioned yesterday. And this is based on two things we learned yesterday. The, tani, the first thing is, is Yachol et kol Hashem, kol abeged, kol is it possible you're only chayav for doing a malacha on Shabbos if you complete the entire job at hand? For example, you write the full word, or you weave the full garment, or you make the full sifter, let's say weaving in that process. The Tom, the Tom alone, the Torah says, me'echat. This is the Pasuk says, Someone does a chatat. did from mehena. Now we've seen mechat mehena a few times, but, um, and we saw drushes on it, but then saying mechat means you don't have to do the full malacha to be chayef. Well, what does it mean for malacha? For one second, if you're saying mechat, even if I just wrote one letter, or I just wove in one thread, I just made a one, like a square shape in the sifter, in the sieve, sifter, sieve is the word, right? Um, we'll have to do something. So what's that mean? That it has to be something that's And that's why we said, according to Rabbi Yehuda before, that if he writes Shem Mishmuel, he writes uh, two letters from a full word, despite the fact normally he's not high for doing partial malacha, but since that, those two letters, they themselves are an independent word, that's why he'd be chayev. That's why I said Rabbi Yehuda yesterday. But we saw earlier in yesterday's da, we said these are various processes prior to weaving, where one either stretches the weft threads or bangs or taps the warp threads to separate them, which is a preparatory, it's part of preparing or part of the beginnings of malacha, that it be chayet. And that's not, that's not even doing the malacha at all. That's not mitkemimakomacher. That's even, that's just like the lead up to it and it be chayet. So Harim uh, and and we say why you chayev Harim Harim is chayev biado because al yado it's miyashev it's not like we said it's training your hand when you're banging the the hammer on the 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 the, the, your, the mallet or the hammer on the anvil we said it's like al yado it's it's part of the hatchalat malacha and there it seems to be your chayev is doing something much less than something malach mitkevemakomacher and which is the question I sort of said we were going to ask. Today, yesterday, and it's left unresolved, unfortunately. Okay, so there's a new contradiction. Let's now learn the Xalacha. If someone writes two letters in one period of forgetfulness, meaning he didn't realize in between that it was a Shabbos or didn't realize he wasn't allowed to write it, then he'd be Chayat, because the Shear is two Atiyot. Okay? Now, these are types of permanent inks. Um, the different colors, uh, the Sam Sikra and Kumus is black, yellow, and red inks. So one is, first is Orpament. This is literally what um Alpament is the what Corbanator says, Belashon Laz. Uh, next one is the million is a translation I have. It's uh the Corbanes Min Even Shetsovea Adom. He says actually. No, that that's sorry, that's the um that's Sikra, my mistake. That's the next one that there, that, that, sorry, I'm right. So, that is let's slow down. Sikra is a million, cry, correct? And Kumas is some sort of gum. There's one understanding there's some sort of gum. And the next one is Kalkaltoms. Or Kankatom, um, that is, I've got that's ferrous sulfate. Okay, that's the translation I have. And that seems to be, if you look at, um, kind of, kind of something from the Choshet of, of some sort. Okay, the, the point is, all these things are permanent styles of X. Okay, the point is, behold of Ashur Hashem, then it be high. Al Shnei Kotlea Bait, he writes on two walls. In other words, even if the letters are not on the same surface, but on two separate surfaces, or Shnei Dapei 
Pinkas or on a ledger that the pages are, you'll see in a moment. However, meaning they are side by side, so that they can be read together. Then you'd be chayev. So even though the two letters aren't on the same surface, they're two different surfaces, but because they are side by side, that they can be read together, then they're considered as writing word. But if they're two different locations altogether, we'll see in the next mission, you wouldn't be chayev. Okay? Um, so let's start with the chayev part. HaKotev al if someone writes on their flesh, then they are chayev. However, meaning on Shabbos, for writing, v'hamisaret al someone scratches into their skin, well, there's a, now you have a machloket. Rabbi Eliezer says, because he holds that still writing. However, Rabbi Yeshua says he's patur, that's not the normal, that's not considered the the normal way of writing, and therefore it's not considered the malacha of Shabbos. Even if you happen to perform letters on your skin, that's not writing. Okay, let's now learn the Gemara. If someone writes on ink, on leaves, okay, or he writes bemashkin perot some liquid or fruit juice al haluach on a board. Now, in that situation, we're patur. Why? Because in the first case, you used a permanent substance on a, a permanent ink on a surface that's not going to be with permanence. I mean, it's going to fade with an ale. It's not going to endure. However, in the second case, you're using an ink that is temporary. It's not a permanent ink on a surface that is permanent. So that's why the, Mish- the Gemara says it's patur. Actually, you have to use davar shel kaima al davar shel kaima. Bichayev and Shabbos for writing, you have to do, have to both the ink and the surface of the davar shel kaima, uh, meaning it has to have permanence to it. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha um, says as follows that Ravasa b'shem Ravasa says ketav otechad betivra otechad betzifre nischayev. Now, Tivra and Sifra, or Tiveri and Sifra, I think it is, they're actually places that are very close to one another. That's important. That's important point. And it seems to be, if you write, the Havamin at this stage, if you're writing on Klaf in one location and a Klaf in another location, you'd be chayev. And the Gemara says, one second, if they're not red, if they don't seem to be come together, read together, then, you're, then you'd be patu. So the Gemara says, no, Amrav Ach Abba Bar Mamal. So in other words, if they're two different locations, you'd, you'd assume not. So Amrav, Amrav Abba Bar Mamal, the Sid Dak. And you've got the word Sarara here, but it's Sid Dak. So we have to, this is a bit of a difficult one to understand. But Ariyar of Chaim, says, Ketav Otechad Betivra, the Amar Lav B'Shech Shekatav Megillah B'Teveria. We're not talking about where you wrote it on a Megillah in Teveria. Now the Shekatav Gabi Sharei Harim. You wrote it on the Shar, the, the gates of the city. They used to use plaster that would, that would cover them, the gates, and that would run all the way to the edge of the city. Okay? And it was the way to write large letters, a large letter on the gate. Okay? I'm not sure if there's like football gates, like gate A, B, I'm not sure. But in any event, it used to write a big letter on the gate. Okay? Despite the fact if you wrote on there, they're not close to one another, since they would almost, because the Sid run into one another, these two different gates. Okay. We know that they, they go together. Okay. And they're aligned with one another. And they're considered, if you like, next to one another. Halachically. Uh, one second, I missed a bit. Um, but that's not the case, even if you've got a Pinkas is in the same room. Why? Because if it, you write it in the middle of the, in the dapim, they don't go together at all. So the way he explains it, um, 
in uh, in the next uh, Mishnah. He says, Shekatab be'emtza dapim, if you're right in the middle of this dapim and not that the two dapim are side by side, it says, um, you're not able to bring them close together. Unless you actually severed something to actually be able to read them together. So, in other words, it's not necessarily a matter of distance or space, but it's got to do with how they would be sort of executed, read together. So even if on, on the Sha'arim and the Sid, despite the fact it spans a great distance, because they seem to be lined and connected with this um, Sid, with this plastering that wouldn't just cover the gate, seemed to be uh, uh, continual to the uh, the edge of the city, and there was another city right nearby it, it's almost, almost like the letters flowed into one another. Despite spanning a great distance, this is the best way I can understand what's going happening here, where it is if on the two dape pinkas, they wouldn't flow into one another. And it's quite clear they're separate letters, two independent instances, they wouldn't combine together. Okay? Now, for here... We've got it. We're going to. I, I put it on the sheet actually, but I think we can do it with this part without the sheet. We're going to jump from the word "adim" all the way about ten lines down to Hakoreya and come back to this because Reb Chaim says this actual section should be mentioned at the very end, and you'll see why. Because it talks about Megiddo, which we only discuss later. So I'm not sure if you can see this now. Uh, so I guess put your finger here, and we're going to come all the way back to here in a moment. So it's about ten lines: one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Yeah, about ten lines in my my days. So it says Hakoreya al Haor. If you cut in to or, now we're not talking about skin on one's body, because that was a machok in the Mishnah, about scratching into skin. We're talking about on leather. Okay. So if you cut into this leather and and, 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 and write in such a fashion, you are chayev. However, haroshemva, or if you use your fingernail and to simply mark it into, indent it into it, then it's patur, because that's not mitkaya. Okay. So it's not chayev deraisa, it's patur de Any Again, patur always means Except for the you know few exceptions we've said. So I'm a, now let's go back to Shita Rebeliezer. Now Rebeliezer said in our mission, there's Machol Rebeliezer in Rabbi Yoshua, that if someone's miseret of Sarah, if someone scratches on their own skin, then that's Machlok where there's Ketav. Rebeliezer says it's Ketav, and 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 Rabbi Yoshua says you should on Shabbos. So the Gemara now says Amar Lehem Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer says Mahalo Ben Sadat So this individual Lo Hevik Shapim Mitzrayim LeBakach. He was able to sneak out and smuggle out the kshap in the various, uh, like, um, kshap in witchcraft and things like that, that they had in Mitzrayim. He, he couldn't write it down on cloth. So the way he secretly got it out was by scratching it into his own skin. And that's how he smuggled out the, uh, the, the, the kshapim of Mitzrayim. Um, fine. I'll read Reb Chaim. Because all the Chartumim of Mitzrayim would, you know, check people to see if they got any scrolls and things like that and then do a whole inspection so that people couldn't smuggle out the Shafim. So what he did, he just carved onto his body. So don't you see? You see, that's Ketiva. That's what Rebbe Leezer says. Yet, yeah, he was smuggling out, but he was a Meshigah. No people, that's not the normal way of writing. And because one Meshigano, now we're going to say you can you can hide someone mit on Shabbos for scratching something into their skin? No. So in other words, it's not Derek Ketiva, even though one person happened to do it in a crazy situation. Now what we're doing is we're moving, transitioning to the laws of Gittin. Now Gittin says the Katavla that the husband has to write physically, has to write again, either in physically or Mamana Shiliach, but it has to be written. So from the words Katav, it has to be a Maisek So let's have a look. The first thing is Katav Lohakak. You can't Chisel out. We'll see what that means. The katav and it says the katav lo hametif. The writing has to be done that it's writing and not by dropping ink down. We'll discuss that soon. The katav lo hashofech and also not pouring. We'll see what pouring is in a moment. So what first the gemara says the katav lo chokek. 
Itani tani afilochokex. This is a machloket. We've got two different not machloket. We've got a contradiction here. In one place it says you can't you can't carve out. Another says you can even carve out. What's the difference? So it depends what type of carving you're talking about. What we're talking about is where you press down the area around the letters you're trying to form. Much like when you, how you make a coin, you get a piece of metal and you press down when you put, a, put it in the mold, it actually indents the area around the part that's being bullet, ends up being bullet, which is the letters. So that's not continued of a katav because you're not doing anything with the letters itself. You're actually just pushing down the surface around the letters. That's why getting that's not katav. However, um, that's like what they would do on a pinkas. Now, a pinkas is like this board they used to have um, where they, it was made of wax and they would scratch into it. So if you're scratching into it, then that's considered kativa. Okay. Next case is the katav matif. Now, matif we said is using like drops. So dropping down some ink or whatever it is. So Rav Yudan Bar Shalom for Rav Matnaya Chadomer Bishlo Irev Nekudod. The first understanding is when you don't mix the dots together. So that's when it's a problem. So a bit like making pixels. So you're drawing by making lots of dots. They're not joined together. And that's how you form in It'll take you a long time to do so. But that's how you're doing. Um, that's a writing. That's what the issue of being metif is. Hevachanama says, no, I feel we read Nukudot. That even if, as you dropped it down, the, the, the dots merge together to form beautiful letters, that's still not Ktiva. That's still not writing, and therefore that, that that's that's machloka there why it wouldn't work. Forget. What's the katabala shofech? So Amar Ravchia Bar Barba Ilin Bene Medincha. Those people of Bene Mizrach, Arumim Sigin, Sagin, they were pretty clever, pretty crafty, right? Karchad Minehun Bay Meshach, when they want to send a Mila, a letter of some sort, Mr. where in other besetter. What lachabre to their friend? What would they do? They'd ktab the may millin. They use may millin, which is sort of called some sort of gallnut uh, juice or acorn juice or, or the like. The hayendem makabel ktabe, and it wouldn't appear to be anything written on the cloth. This is kind of like a invisible ink, if you want to call it that. But how did they expose it? In it wasn't like with lemon juice, you put it over fire. Ella, what would they do? Hayashofech, they'd pour dio she'ein bo afats. They didn't have any uh, gallnut in it, so they wouldn't normally take to the cloth. But because it was a gold nut juice written on it, the areas that was written with that gold nut, with a, with a, um, the May, May Millen, the ink would take to those like locations and the hukulet makomaktab and then it would reveal a ktab. Okay. So that's the other thing that that's, that's the other type of writing that's not considered ktiba. That's katab veloshofet. Okay. Now the Gemara asks, okay, all these things we've just mentioned. That is considered ketiva or not ketiva by Gitin. Asaken b'Shabbos. Mal, what's it in by Shabbos? So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, Treun Amrin, they say, V'hu shekatav dio agave dio. Now what's, what's hukshakatav? What's this related to? So the Machloka, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, they're referring to the, where it says, Ketav agave b'Ketav. The Ketav agave b'Ketav, writing on top of writing, is considered patu. So, Let's have a look. So Rav Yochanan Rishim and Lakitrena Amrin Hu Shekatav Dior Gabe Dior Sikra Gabe Sikra. That's when you're using the same ink over the same ink. So black on black, or Sikra is red on red. Okay. So um, so Aval P. So Aval Im Katav. If it was a different colored ink, Dior Agabe Sikra, the Sikra Agabe Dior on Shabbos you'd be chayev because you you're doing a massive You're using a different ink. There's a substantive change, and you understand that's considered writing on Shabbos. 
Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Mesharshi, Bishem Rabbanan, the Taman, Chayv Shtaim, in other words, the Rabbanan of there, meaning Babel, says, Yibi Chayv Shtaim, why? One Mishum Mochek, another Mishum Kotev. Firstly, say it was black on red. When you're writing, you're rubbing, effectively erasing the red ink, and you're also writing with the black ink, so you're actually due to two malachot on Shabbos. Now that we've reached the halacha, let's go back to where we were before. So back all the way to, if you recall, near the top, it says, Okay, so I have to go all the way back. It was about uh, six lines down from the, from the beginning of the Gemara. It says, What about Edim that don't know how to sign? Back on a get situation. What you can do, you can write a signature of sorts, and the hem chotmim, so their names, for example, and then they would write over it in a different colored ink, basikra. Or you write basikra, the hem chotim Why? Because you just, we've just learned now in Shabbos, that now you can see how it follows. We've just now learned the balls of Shabbos, but if you write with a different colored or different type of ink, you'd be chayim on Shabbos. So this is ktiva. So the Eidim are doing ktiva. So Amar Lei Rav Yochan Amit Meisha Anu Asukim BeHilchas Shabbos because we're dealing with Hilchas Shabbos. Can you really compare one to the other? An Matirim Eshadish. You're going to use that to Matir Eshadish where the Torah requires a Vekatav. The requirements are different. So already you can see this sort of alludes to our discussion before when the question asked second BeShabbos Mahu. In other words, you can't necessarily align one with the other, despite the fact by Gitin we see a lot of these fashions are not considered writing. Just now we've seen something by Shabbos considered writing. Where Rav Yochan says it's not considered writing. Okay, um, so you see why we have to move this to the end. Okay, um, so therefore, what do you do? What you do, do you bring some like a niar of papyrus, right? You carve out on Makarelif name, you carve out, make a stencil for them, then chotmim, and then they can chotmim alaklaf. So they sort of work within the stencil you make for them. So we, the Gemara asks, but I don't like that answer. But look, Rishon. Now, Reb Chaim explains, according to Reb Shimon Lakish, that they're writing on top of another text, that's not a problem because they're not, it's not going to be perfectly like in a stencil. It's still going to be Ketavya done. However, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the question, the question is not Rabbi Yochanan, if you're making a stencil for the individual, and they're literally, it's a fine stencil, and the, the, the pen, if you like, is just following the track exactly, that's not Ketavya done. And a lot of time it comes to, um, let's say there's a challenge regarding the get, Edim have to come and say, oh, I recognize this is Ketav Yad of such and such a date. So what the Gemara says, no, what they do is it's not a, a, a tight stencil, stencil, it's like a very broad stencil such that there's mo- there's ability for the individual to sort of move his quill within that uh, region such that it's still Ketav Yadam. Now the Gemara asks, so the question is, then why don't we simply say, oh, let's write Let's write with maim or some substance is not mitkayem. And then he can write over it. So it says, because if so, im ba ir er, ir ur ba, you know, you've got written batel, it would be kayam. Because if the, if the husband then came along and he said, um, and he complained that he, he challenged the authenticity of the get, and you, you did in that form of doing, presenting them with a, uh, to, to the item to write over an existing tav, it would be a good error. As you see, there seems to be a higher um, standard there for Gitin. Okay, let's go back. Let's go to Nahalaka. Let's say if someone writes with me mashkim or me perot, some sort of juices, which is again non-permanent. But avak drachim, this is in the dust on the side of the road. So you're 
it's it's a bit like I'm not comparing exactly but like a misty window and you're right in it. So there's dust on the road and you're writing on the dust of the road by sort of pulling away some dust. Okay, so it's like engraving in it. If you're not you're not picking up dust and sort of dropping it in a way of writing, you're just sticking your finger through it. Okay, or bavaka sofrim. Now bavaka sofrim is sort of also there's a dusty remnants if you like the leftover when the, of the sofrim from his ink. So it's all over his table and you're also write in that fashion. Or you write with anything that doesn't have permanence, then you'd be patur. Because again, writing on Shabbos has to have some sort of permanence. Okay. If you write with the back of your hand, so you're not holding it properly, it's the back of your hand, you sort of turn your hand over. One understanding, I just like the Bajanura kind of explains it this way, that um, it sounds like that the you put in a quill with the quill facing up and the back of your hand, you turn over and write with your hand t- turned over. I think that's what it sounds like. Okay. Or you put in your foot, baragla, or pib in your mouth, or marpeko on your elbow. Ketab otechad samuch lekitab, all there's existing writing, you put in one single letter next to it. Ketab al tav, which is the case we've been discussing. Nitkaven nichtov chet, bekatav shne zayini, you intended to write a chet, and you ended up writing two letters, shne because you know a sofer, when he writes a chet, it, it's effectively like two zayinim connected by a bridge, or vav zayin, depending on what ketav uh, you have. But again, it's you intend to do one letter and you end up writing two. One on the floor, one on the roof. So there's no way they're going to be brought together. There's no, there's no way they're going to be read together. Or, which we've discussed, they're not uh, next to one another. In all of the cases, we say, okay, um, fine. Next, what if there's one, you write out a single letter that implies a full word, a complete word, then, for example, we saw that we see this in Mesechta Shkalim, I think, you know, where they run on the Kupot, Kuf for Korban and things like that, or Tafa Truma. And then we have this. Um, I'm not sure we had this together or not. I think we may have had it in Zoram, I can't remember. Anyway, um, then we say Rabbi Huda ben Terrell, that's Chayib because it implies a full word. Where Chachamim says, Potrim, no, it's only one letter, and you Chayib for two letters on Shabbos. Okay, let's continue. Hayakot, Hayatzarich word. Sorry? If you write a whole word in, in English where all the letters are connected. No, but those are multiple letters. It doesn't matter if the connected letters are connected. But it's one writing. One action. No, but that's still multiple it's letters. It's one action. You're not breaking. I mean, you can write the the word, uh, I don't know, he or she or Shabbos in, in one stroke. Or the I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's a matter of whether the letters are connected or not. It's a multiple letters. Right? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's a matter of one motion or script. I think it's a matter of more than one letter or not. In any event, when it comes to a single letter that implies a full word, that's where the machloket is. Okay, could be wrong. It's not just English, Arabic. A lot of letter, a lot of language sort of available. So you write the letter I. That's a word. Ah, ah, um, yeah. Well, this is not notricon, but yeah, good question. I um, I've seen machloket here. says even if it implies a full word, you need you need to um. Uh, in his Okay. What if you want to write? Now, this is going to be suffers again. You, he intended to write Shem Hashem. Sorry. Sorry. No, he intended. He had to write Shem Hashem. But at the time, he was mitkaven to write Shem Hashem, but he was mitkaven lichtov Yehuda. He wanted to write the name Yehuda. That's what he was mitkaven to do. So he didn't have, he didn't have the kavanah to write Shem Hashem. When you write, when you write Shem Hashem in the Torah, you have to have kavanah to do so. Okay. The Shachach. And it just happens to be that he skipped the Dalet and it ended up with Shem Hashem. So, but the problem is you didn't write it Lishma. You didn't write Lashem Hashem, Lashem Hashem. So what do you do? He can erase it. 
and then write it again with the proper kavana. So Rabbi Yehuda says, no, what he should do, what he can do, he can simply get his kulmus and write over the letters again with the right kavana, and that's enough. So Amrullah, that's not considered uh, the choicest way. Why? Penemosha says, because it wasn't Nikadesh, it was Nikadesh Hashem from the beginning. You sort of injected it in mid-flow, even though you're writing Ketabah Gavikta. Okay. That's what it's, uh, that's what's a machlok it is. Now, the Gemara says, now, for here, I do need to share the sheet because things do move around. And we've got a bit of time, so I think I do want to finish the sugya. Otherwise, it might be a bit difficult to pick up from here um, in mid, in mid sugya. Okay. Let me just share it here. And we've got it. Okay. Um, so we've just read up to here. Okay. What Reb Chaim does is he switches a few lines in the Gemara. I'm not sure if it's going to be easy to follow on the sheet. The left side is what, how we change it. The right side is what you have in front of you. Okay. Um, so the Gemara asks once again, The Gemara says, "I've got a kashrum shid Yehuda." Seems to be contradictory. Taman who We've seen in our Mishnah when it says "ktab agabe ktab" is patur, so it's not considered writing one on the other. Correct? But here, when the solution is to give Shem Hashem to the writing, the Yerushalmi assumes that because you wrote again. And um, the Shem Hashem with the Rakhavana, it's considered Ktiva, it's considered writing, and you injected Shem Hashem to it. So there's a contradiction. Is Ktav Ktav Ktav, or is it not? Is writing on top of existing letters considered writing, or not? Quanta Mishnah, where no one seems, it seems to be universal opinion, everyone says, go with Ktav is Pator, it's not considered writing. But the Rabbi Yehuda says, I think the best solution is not to write out Mechika Shem Hashem, and then, sorry, write it out and then rewrite it, it's just to write over it. So here, now we jump down, uh, you know, five, six lines to give the answer. It's, it's, I've written it down. So the Gemara says, Mauk tava gabek tab. What does it mean, tava gabek tab? That is, his pator. Chad le'el minchad. Now, not one letter on top of the other, but one above the other on a sheet of paper, like, sort of, you know, like sort of vertical Chinese writing. Okay? That's what it means, pator, because not derech tiva, again, assuming we're writing in Hebrew, and I'm presumably not a Chinese or languages you write vertically. Now we jump back and say, one second, but Rabbi Huda bar Zavdi b'shem Rabbi Ava, who says, lo amar, and he didn't explain it, he didn't say that. Eli, he said, this is presumed to be a, a, a kasha, el machat yashir de, change the word, to rabbanan. Why? Taman hu omer he, there the Chachamim say that if you write over that the, the Shem Hashem that you did without the Kaban initially, that it's not the best way of doing it. Not that it's zero, it's just Enomina Mubchar. By saying that, Ha-Ktav, Ktavu. But if you did, it's still, it's still considered writing. The Ha-Chena Mishnah, as we just said, everyone says that Ktav Agabe Ktav is Enu Ktav. So how do we answer that? For that, now we sort of jump back up to the top. It says, Hu bashitate, oh, you can see in the blue in the, in the thing, Hu bashitato. They mean they're working, Hishivuhu. They're, according to Chachamim, Ktabagavadav is noktav. They're only responding to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says, Edikta. You know, the Beshitatcha, according to you, Sha'atamar Ktavhu, that you say that Ktabagavadav is Ktav, that's still up in Uminamukhar. But according to us, it's not just in Uminamukhar, it's actually Ephes. So that's just one more line to the Mishnah. So my time at the Rebbe Yehuda ben Betera. Um, what, what's the Shidra Rebbe Yehuda ben Betera? If you recall, in our Mishnah, the question was, Ketav Otechad Notrikon. See, you've got Rebbe Yehuda ben Betera in the Mishnah, or Rebbe in the, in the Gemara, but Rebbe Chaim changes Rebbe Yehuda ben Betera. 
He says, and Chachamim says, Pturim. So he says, no. So Reb Chaim says, in other words, from that one letter, you can understand a full word. Therefore, that one letter is as if you're writing, as if you're writing a full, uh, multiple letters. Okay, that's his understanding. In other words, it's one letter that implies a whole word is considered as if it is more than one letter being written. Okay, whereas Chachamim says, physically, it's one letter. Okay. That's Hashem. We will pick up from this halacha vav um, next year, and you all have a good Shabbos.